0: This October,
1: Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give
0: you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into
1: battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch
0: 2, free-to-play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron. And veteran sports
1: writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron.
0: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Tuesday Uh, May the 10th, Ian Cameron with you. Uh, It might just be me today, uh, believe it or not, on the show. And uh, yes, after uh, pretty much having a guest every single day since the uh, beginning of the playoffs, um, it's a uh, guest-free day today. Uh, There won't be a a guest today, but we will have a special guest joining us the rest of the week. We'll have one tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday coming up uh, for the uh, rest of the week. But today... It's just going to be me. Andrew McGinnis actually might be joining us as well. We'll see if he uh, can make it. But either way, uh, Tuesday card, we are excited uh, and ready to uh, break it down here on a Tuesday. And don't forget, it is Tuesday, which means it's BetCast time uh, here uh, on the Ice Guys tonight. And we're looking forward to it. Look, I'm always excited for the BetCast. I mean, every Tuesday it's fun. Just chill, relax, watch the games, live betting. Uh, shoot the shit, uh, drink a lot, all that stuff on a BetCast. It's always fun. But this BetCast, I'm truly fired up for it. I think it's going to be one of the best. It's one of the most exciting, dramatic, I think, betcasts we've had this year. We've got four imperative, critical game fives. You know, the swing game in each of these series, they're all tied 2-2. Boston, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Toronto, St. Louis, Minnesota, uh, as well as L.A. Edmonton. I mean, you can't ask for a better night. Uh, to have a BetCast. So we're looking forward to it, no question, uh, and uh, excited about the uh, BetCast here uh, taking place tonight. So again, as always, you want to join us on the BetCast. We had a very good turnout last uh, Tuesday. You can tell the playoffs arrived. We had definitely more people joining us on the BetCast last week. Uh, Make sure you send me a DM or an email. You can email bobano350 at gmail.com as well. Uh, If you don't have uh, Twitter, don't use the DMs with Twitter. Uh, you can also get uh, reach me that way, and, and I will make sure I send you the uh, link to tonight's BetCast before it begins, uh, and that way you can join us at some point. And we're going to probably try to go throughout the entire night. We did last week. We went right till the end uh, of the night uh, when the late games ended, so we'll try to do that again here uh, tonight with the uh, BetCast. And like I said, I think it is just uh, an extraordinary night to have one of these uh, live BetCasts when you think about the enormity and the importance of Uh, of each game tonight. Very critical games when you talk about a 2-2 series and and game five. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to that tonight. So the BetCast, as always, starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time tonight. Make sure you join us for that. We're looking forward to it. All right. Last night um, in the NHL, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah, taking a stranglehold of their series over the New York Rangers, a 3-1 series lead. Uh, Credit to our guest yesterday. Uh, Nate Longpray, maybe a little bit of a homer bet, but still, it was a winning bet. That's all that matters. Winning pick uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, to get the job done yesterday. Look, flat out, they they look better than the Rangers right now. The, the Rangers cannot defend this team at the moment. There's breakdowns left and right defensively. Uh, I think it's unfair the criticism that Igor Shesterkin is getting. Yeah, is he not? Has he been as good as he was in the regular season? No, of course not. But I think to say that he's been absolute shit and to say that he's been absolutely dreadful uh, in this series is also incorrect. He's not getting a lot of help. He really isn't. I mean, it's been a rough series for some of these defensemen and you look at it, Adam Fox is struggling. Adam Fox has chipped in a little offensively, but in his own end he's been he's been a pro, he's had some problems. Let's put it that way. Losing checks, losing, you know, coverage uh, of the guy he's supposed to be keeping uh, checking and you know keeping an eye on Uh, That's an issue. Uh, It's happened a lot with the Rangers' blue line. I've said all series long about how they've constantly had problems defending Sidney Crosby, uh, Jake Gensel, and Brian Rust. Uh, That line, uh, it continues to be an issue with them. Uh, But to say this is all on Shosturkin is not fair. It's just not right to do that. Uh, Has he played as well? No. Uh, But he hasn't gotten a whole lot of help uh, either uh, right now. Shout-out to Alex B. Smith uh, watching us at the airport. Yeah, he's traveling today. I believe he said he'll be back with us on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. So Thursday's going to be the day we see Alex again. Uh, He is on the wild to uh, 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 bounce back tonight in game five at home and also the uh, first period over there. So a couple of picks as well from Alex. So hope you get home safely, Alex. We'll see you uh, definitely on uh, Thursday uh, to have you back on the uh, show. Uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, But, yeah, definitely when you look at um, last night, Pittsburgh's just – Ah, uh, their forecheck has really caused the Rangers problems. There's no doubt, and Louis deming has been solid. I mean, is he? He he ha- he's gotten a lot of goal support. That's been the nice thing for him in this series. But uh, give him credit; uh, he's played well. And here are the Pittsburgh Penguins—they have just been terrific in this series. And now they have a chance to close it out in Game Five at MSG coming up on Wednesday night. Uh, we also saw the Florida Panthers less than two minutes away. From going down 3-1 in that series against the capitals but they tie it late sam reinhardt with the extra attacker gets the game tied 2-2 and then the florida panthers win it in overtime carter verhage with the overtime winning goal uh for uh, two goals for him in the game uh and a 3-2 comeback win for the florida Pan- cardiac cats do it again it wasn't pretty uh but i thought they deserved the w last night you know they had the major advantage in shots and territorial play. Uh, The power play, though, did let them down again, and that continues to be a problem. And I still don't know if the Florida Panthers are going to win this series if they go through the entire series not doing a damn thing with the man advantage. So that is still an issue of contention for them, and that's still an area where they've got to look to improve moving forward in this series. But in spite of the power play continuing to come up short, uh, they found a way to come back and get themselves tied at two games apiece with the Washington Capitals now with that series going back to uh Florida for game 5. Uh the Colorado Avalanche bust out the brooms in Music City. They sweep away the Nashville Predators 5-3 uh and then uh, end up getting uh the four nothing series victory there which was good for me. I cashed a ticket with plus at plus 375 with that series to be four uh, nothing and a Colorado sweep. So Uh, All I needed was either them to win in four or them to win in five. Those are the two bets I placed before the series. Abs in four, abs in five. As long as one of those hits, one of those wins, uh, I'm profitable. Uh, And that's exactly what ended up happening there. So very happy to see that. Uh, And look, Colorado just, they didn't screw around. That's what I liked. You know, they went to Nashville. Uh, You know, the only reason game two was competitive was because of Connor Ingram looking like Connor Brodeur for one night. Uh, And really, other than that, it was domination from Colorado. Game one, they absolutely crushed Nashville. Uh, Game three, the power play absolutely lit them up, uh, destroyed that Nashville uh, penalty kill, uh, leading them to victory in game three. And then you saw last night, uh, great pushback from uh, Colorado. I give Nashville credit for one thing. You know, they didn't want to get swept on home ice. They played like it. And you saw them. They actually took a brief lead in the third period uh, last night. But Colorado is just too much for them. The, the the defensive play uh, on the blue line too. It's not just what they're doing up front with McKinnon and Ranton and Landeskog and Kadri and Burakovsky who scores a goal last night and the incredible depth up front. What Kale McCarr and Devon Taves are doing from the blue line is just sick right now. It, it really is. I mean, it's just absolutely special to watch. It, it's incredible to see just how these two guys can just take over a game from their position on the defense on the blue line. It's just a, a phenomenal. It's it's just a joy, you know, as a as a hockey fan. You enjoy watching the sport. We all do. Uh, Andrew's going to join us now. He he enjoys watching the sport. You just enjoy people that have that kind of talent and that kind of game-breaking ability. And both from the blue line, Kale McCarr and Devon Taves have that. And, Andrew, uh, we saw that last night in the uh, fourth uh, game victory for Colorado, finishing off the sweep against Nashville.
1: Absolutely. You know, I was doing a radio show before that uh, game yesterday, and I said, you know what, if they ask me, what do you like for props for nashville not colorado what about nashville give us a few props i said well it's going to be the top guy so how about philip forsberg breaks out of something here and gets involved happy to see him score and then maybe some roman yossi shot props the reason why i bring that up isn't to pat myself on the back it's to to say that there's just not enough with nashville right there just wasn't their best wouldn't even be enough and you know and that that game went to overtime where connor ingram stood on his head and that might have been the one um to avoid the sweep but there's just too much that Colorado has right now, and that's the that's what separates them. I mean, hats off to the to the GM and the management team because it's not just McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog. It's Kadri, Rant, you know, Kadri, Burakovsky. There's so many guys down the list. Natchushkin, uh, JT Comfer, There's so many players down the list that, and then you talk about the offensive defenseman, like you mentioned. So um, I know that we don't want to be broken records, Ian. And we don't want to say stuff just to pat ourselves, but you and I and Alex both love the third period elimination game overs. And yep. yesterday I got the third period over two and a half at plus 120. Ended it with four goals, I believe in that, in that period. Yep. Um, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's just, it's one of those things where it's hard to sit here and say, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to bet on the third period a lot, you know, like we're doing a show, you know, it's 2:21 right now. We're, we're giving out a pick on, a, on a, a, you know, it's pretty much an intermission play. I mean, some books do offer obviously the third period before the game starts, but, um, and, and puck but MGM
0: and DraftKings do. I know that cause I always see them on, at those two books, third period before the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's nice yeah. to have. And, uh, uh one more, well, oh, yeah. One more thing I was going to say was that, uh, margin of victory, you know, Continuously looking at these margins of victory, the puck lines in the playoffs, the puck line prices are crazy. And I'm not a huge puck line better. I know that you bet them sometimes, but not like for every bet you make. But it's become very apparent. You know, if you liked call uh, Calgary and Reg yes- yesterday, it was minus 105 Ian. If you like them on the puck line, you got plus 170. And did they win by margin? Yes, they did. So From a value standpoint, an empty netter standpoint, and a playoff standpoint, it really seems like puck lines are the way to go
0: right now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, People apparently don't know. Uh, Don't call me when I'm doing a show, Uh, so sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) But nevertheless, uh, uh, the people know I'm on the air. It's ridiculous, but nevertheless, uh, we move on. Uh, I agree with you there. I mean, the puck lines, you know, we talked about it. How many of these teams are winning by a margin? Uh, right now, Uh, and yeah, definitely it's been uh, remarkable to see it. Uh, There just hasn't been a boatload of close games. Of course, the one exception last night was Florida and Washington, which ended up going to uh, overtime with Florida winning there. And the last game last night, finally the Calgary Flames. Welcome to the playoffs, Johnny Hockey. Glad you could finally make it. I was very happy to see you last night. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, um, look, he showed up last night. I got after it on Sunday. It was Vito and I on Sunday's show. I said, uh, uh, this team down 2-1. Here we go again with the Flames. And I'm I'm, I'm getting upset if they lose this series because I think they're better than Dallas. Flat out. I think they're a better hockey team than Dallas. There's no freaking way they should lose this series. And to see them down 2-1 and be as, as passive and just nothing going on offensively. So stagnant, especially in game three when they lost. I got pissed off on Sunday. And I called Johnny Gaudreau and said, are we going to do this again, Johnny? Uh, playoffs where we can't find you with a telescope, game in and game out. Are we really going to do this again with you uh, for another year? Uh, and I said about Kachuk, stop headhunting John Klingberg and fighting guys that don't want to fight and want no part of it. Maybe do something offensively to help your team because that ain't going to help you win a series. But thankfully, Calgary... They showed up last night. Lindholm's been the one guy that every game in this series, he's been terrific. He scored again. And Johnny Gaudreau, he had chances all night. He was taking the puck to the net. He wasn't sitting around the outside in the periphery along the boards. He took it to the net, and he finally got – and he had a bunch of chances. He could have scored a couple of goals before finally he gets rewarded with a penalty shot, and he he cashes in, and he converts on it for a huge goal at the time to give Calgary a 2-0 lead, and they go on to win. The Calgary flames manned up. They put their big boy pants on and they manned up last night. They dominated that hockey game in a game. They had to have well done Calgary flames. I'm off your back at least for one
1: night. <laughs> yeah. I saw your tweet about uh, Johnny hockey. Uh, you know, I, I said that it's, it sounds kind of funny, Ian, but we talk about some of these just trends and stats and angles we've seen, you know, teams that score the first goal. Uh, that series is is a real good example of that one. I mean, um, I, and I think in a couple of the series tonight, we'll talk about that too. But I think in that one in particular, the Dallas and Calgary, you score that first goal. It just gives your team. And I didn't actually end up betting this, but I said a few times yesterday, I, you know, I could get down with the Calgary first period puck line just because I think it's first period sets the tone, you know, uh, and they certainly did that. But Hey, Dallas is, uh, is giving it a tough fight, man. It's going to be a great series. And Excuse me, what I find really funny about this NHL round one is that if you take a look at the board today, all the games will break down together are tied two games apiece. If you look at all of those games, though, that have been played within the series, it's blowout after blowout after blowout. But it doesn't even matter because, you know, all that matters is whether it was a win or a loss, which is what you hear the coaches say. But it's just so interesting. You look at the Boston series, you look at the Maple Leaf series. You know, they're both tied at two. All the games have been different, but it doesn't matter. You know, Uh, who needs a one goal? uh, You know, like some of these games, Ian, you could just turn off and, and, you know, you can, you know, who's going to win. You know, it's kind of funny that way.
0: Yeah. And the good news is, yeah, they don't give you two losses for a blowout loss. Yeah. It's just one loss. And that's, that's the old adage. And I've certainly seen a lot of those in terms of blowout losses. All right. Before we get to tonight's card, Andrew, you joined us, uh, just a few minutes ago. So did you want to mention anything and anything on your mind regarding Rangers penguins last night or Panthers capitals last night? Uh,
1: look, I'm just, uh, I'm still not impressed with the Florida Panthers. Um, that's for sure. Um, I think that- all I heard
0: was this gobbledygook from Brunette and the players. We're fixing the power play. We're working hard on the power play on Sunday, yeah. working overtime. We're gonna show you some new looks, Washington, with the man advantage. What did it result in? Zip zilch in terms of production last night with the man yeah. advantage again.
1: It's it's shocking, really. But I mean, what I learned in the Pittsburgh and New York series. Look, here's the thing: so, and I, I'll say this, this will be the last time you'll hear me say this. I haven't made a side wager in that series yet. I have Pittsburgh at nine to one. I thought it was eight to one. I checked actually. It's been so long since I looked at the ticket. It's nine to one to win the East. Okay, and I'm a fan of Sidney Crosby. So for being a fan and for my ticket that I actually you know thought was great value, I'm cheering on the Pittsburgh Penguins. So everyone's calling me biased. Uh, you know, oh, you're just hating on the Rangers. No, 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 I just thought all year long, Ian, and you've heard me say this twenty times that Shesterkin got peppered a lot during the season and bailed out the Rangers. And now when he plays like an average or slightly below average goalie, they got exposed. And let's let's take a look at how much experience, how important that is in the playoffs. Look around the Penguins roster. Even a guy like Jake Gensel, how old is he, like a year older than me? I mean, this guy has is dripping with experience way more than a lot of guys in that New York Rangers roster. And you can see it. You can really tell. And I don't want to hear anything about goaltending. Louis Deming, he's holding it down. So yep. I don't know. But I wanted to ask you something, Ian. I'll be hey. honest,
0: though. Shosturkin getting thrown under the bus is ridiculous. If you're watching That's these what I'm games, saying. People, I'm right there with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people, he, has he played as good? No, as he did in the, but no, this is, this is the Rangers in front of him falling apart. Adam Fox is a mess defensively in this series. I mean, he's been beaten to the net many times, especially by that top line. Okay, Andre Miller, go on down. You'd rhyme off any Ranger defenseman in this series. They've been beaten. They've lost their checks. They've lost their coverage in the defensive zone time and time and time again. That's the difference in the series. You can't be just like that.
1: It's my hockey pet peeve. Look at the Maple Leaf series. You yeah. would think I was a goaltender growing up, by the way yeah. I defend goalies. Oh, I know sure. you
0: defend them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No. Sure, sure. That glove, that the glove side one on Jack Campbell, when he stirred at his glove after, yeah, he probably could have had that one. But the fact is, one game, Leafs Nation is ready to call this guy the Vesna winner and and the best goalie that we're you know, and then the next game, oh my God, we should have traded for a goalie. Are you kidding me? Come on. Like, you can't t- say how great one guy is one day and two days later say, I wish we traded this guy or traded for a goalie. I don't want to hear that, you know. And you don't often enough see on Twitter or social media, wow, I can't believe that D-man pinched up there a little bit too much, which led to that two-on-one, which caused the goalie. You don't hear anyone break. It's always just the goalie's fault, you know. But what I wanted to ask you before we break down these gains real quick, how much do you care about how a team finishes a game while they're being blown out? It's been kind of a topic of discussion with me and a couple of buddies and people on social media and stuff. Because to me, it matters in the slightest as far as just effort and grit and, and giving a shit goes. But, and I know I'm known for chirping the Leafs, but those Nylander goals to me, Ian, I don't really care about them, the goals. What I did, what I do see, when you look at him in the end of the game was all the memes you see going around Twitter right now. Have you ever seen uh, where the the corner, the corner
0: one-on-one battle he had in the corner where he just pulled up and just didn't give any sort of battle level compete level. So to
1: me, that stuff matters more than the goals because those goals might not have been scored in the first and second period when it wasn't a five, nothing blowout, you know, So what do you think about that type of stuff? Not just in that series, but in general, when there's a marginal victory inbound, what do you look for and how much do you care about how a team plays in the third period?
0: I think in the Leafs case, it was nice to see some pushback the other night. Obviously, they had lost game four already. Tampa Bay had that game well in hand. And it was nice to see that, you know what? Even though we weren't coming back in that game, we had a nice third period. We were pushing back. We were trying to build on work on some things and build on some things and build at least a little good feeling and some some level of confidence going into game five. But at the same time, people are giving the Leafs all that credit for a nice little third period there. Some of it's Tampa putting their foot off the gas pedal, parking the bus. That's definitely part of the equation as well.
1: Exactly. And that's my point. Like, I'm never going to sit here and say, like, oh, like, you know, not going to give any credit to that guy that scored, but it's more so like, wow, Nylander broke his slump. Here we go. Like, get ready for him to come fire in next game. It's like, right. well, right. Yeah. they were down 5 1 or whatever the score was. You know, let's see him score a goal when they're, you know, it's 2 1 for the scoreboard. But I mean that in every series. Look at the St. Louis Blues and, and Wild series. We'll talk about that right. in a few minutes. That series, again, has been just like the Lightning series, where it's been a tight series as far as the series goes, but all the games have been pretty one sided.
0: They have been. It's been crazy with that. I thought that series would be awesome. And I guess in terms of, well, we're 2-2, we're down to a best of three. You'd think, wow, what a great series it's been. Well, (laughs) it's been disappointing. It's been underwhelming to me because they've all been lopsided final scores for the uh, winning team uh, throughout that series. So that's been the uh, difficult part of that.
1: I got to feel, though, Ian, in game five, six and seven for some of these series, we'll start seeing a little bit different stories.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, there's some Leaf fans too that about the, the Nylander thing. Some Leaf fans were, hey, we're happy that we, we we mentioned this and we criticized him for it. And then there's some that said, hey, ease up, give him a break. And some people were coming after uh, someone who was very critical of Nylander on that play on the TNT broadcast, Eddie yeah. Olchuk, uh, and saying, oh, Eddie Olchuk had, uh, well, he was a fringe NHL player. He didn't have much of a career. You're a complete moron if you think that. Eddie Olchuk had his did, great career. You see career. this picture? Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is yeah. the funniest thing
0: ever yeah yeah knee lander's uh, hearing about that look eddie Olchuk is see he called he's not he's an analyst you know he's supposed to call it the way he sees it and he says that that was a piss poor effort uh but to come after eddie Olchuk's playing career i you, you, mu- you must be millennials or you must be too young to know better uh or didn't watch the guy play he had a nice career to say eddie Olchuk is some slum any hockey player and just didn't with some rinky dink, no name, terrible, below average, piss poor hockey player is just so disrespectful and so false. Yeah. It's mind boggling. Uh, the guy was a very good player. He's, I think, one of the best analysts right now uh, in the National Hockey League on television. I'm sure Rogers wishes they had him in some of the, instead of some of the stiffs they have. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, Eddie Olchuk is terrific on television. And for someone to disrespect his playing career when they probably didn't watch a fucking second of his career, it's sickening, in my opinion. But there you go. There's my diatribe with that. Leave Eddie Olchuk's career alone. You can hate what he said. You don't have to go and attack his career. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it is. It is it is ridiculous. But they'll take it out and the, they'll try and find something personal to say bad about whoever said something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, want to want to jump, want to jump into it, want to jump into that well, game, or do you want to do Carolina Boston first?
0: Uh, well, yeah, we always go in time order. Okay. Uh, we always go in time order. So we'll start with Boston and uh, Kakalaki here, Bruins and Hurricanes. Uh, Hurricanes minus one fifty, uh, home favorites here in Game Five, back in Raleigh. The total. How about the total? Finally, a six in this series. I guess oddsmakers finally got sick of uh, four straight overs with the five and a halfs they've been putting out there uh, in this series. Series tied two two. Look, I'm. I'm committed to Carolina. Um, I'm not ready to just abandon ship here uh, because they lost the last two games against uh, uh, the Bruins. Uh, That was a brutally missed opportunity, in my opinion, on Sunday afternoon. That was a game that was a winnable game right there for the taking to go up 3-1 for Carolina. No Charlie McAvoy on the blue line. Hampus Lindholm was still out. Uh, You had it set up very nicely for Carolina. And look, they, they had the control of the game. They had control of the game in the first half. They were up 2-1, to one, uh, and then all of a sudden, penalty trouble hits the Hurricanes like a ton of bricks. They just could not stay out of the box. It was unreal to see it unraveled like that. Rod Brindamore challenging that tying goal, added exacerbated it because they got to delay a game penalty because they lost that challenge. Then a four-minute high-sticking penalty that drew blood on Berzer. I mean, it was just, it turned into a comedy act with just how undisciplined the Carolina Hurricanes turned into uh, in that game. And they paid the price for it. I don't care that you're the number one penalty kill in the league. You're eventually going to pay the price for it, especially when you're giving the Bruins a five-on-three for you know two minutes like they did. And that's what happened. They've got the 3-2 goal, and you could just tell the momentum was lost for Carolina at that moment. Uh, and for the Bruins had it all. The crowd was going nuts, and they just ripped through Carolina in the third period, and they tied that series up. A, a missed opportunity, period. For Carolina, because you would have thought that was a great spot for them to really take a strangle. Now they got a series on their hands and they've given this Bruins team some confidence, although credit to Cassidy, two moves, Andrew, that have paid off, reuniting the perfection line, yeah. Marshawn, Bergeron and Pasternak, and it worked wonders for them. They did a tap dance all over Carolina in those two games in Boston and then changing goalies, Jeremy Swayman, uh, the last two games replacing Linus Allmark, not that Allmark was totally at fault in the first two games, but it was a spark. It was a wake-up call, you know, uh, and it worked. So Boston's got real momentum and belief here, and that's a dangerous thing for Carolina. But I go back to the same point, Andrew. I think five-on-five, five, they're they they're better than Boston. I think if this stays a five-on-five five game tonight, they're going to win the game, uh, and that's the way I'm going to approach it here. So, you know, I'm tied to Carolina in the series. I can't say I love that you got to lay a minus 150 price with them in this game, but I certainly lean in that direction. I haven't bet it yet. Because we've got the bet cast yet, I might jump on a Carolina live bet at some point. Maybe look for a better price. I'm, certainly, Carolina are a pass for me. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to abandon ship on the Hurricanes. And I've got to see Boston win in Carolina, which they have not done so far in this series. But I do lean that way. I might wait till the bet cast, though, get a better price. And look, fr- from a total standpoint, I know the total's been bumped up to six, Andrew. But sometimes styles make fights. And look, four straight games, they've all flown over the total. So it's difficult to make a case for an under right now uh, in this series as well. What do you think here, Andrew, Boston, Carolina, game five?
1: Yeah, Ian, a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff that you just said, I'm right there on the same page as you. Nine power plays for the Boston Bruins. What I've been preaching in this series all, all, all series long is that as weird as it sounds, I like the third line versus the third line for the Boston Bruins on Carolina. I think that third line and even, of course, the second line for Carolina create more. And if you give me a larger scale, a larger sample size of five on five hockey out there, you know, the numbers and statistics will do what they do and prove who the better team is. You give one team nine power plays, it's going to be a different story. You know, the analytics are, the eye test is going to tell a different story. So, you know, power plays are a big part of the game, Ian. Especially this year in the playoffs, but we're talking about nine. I feel like Allen Iverson here. We're talking about power plays. Talking about practice. You know what I mean? We're talking about we're talking about regular regular five on five goals. You know, we're talking about power plays, and to me, it's a little bit different. You know, and heading back to Carolina, it's such an exciting building. Hats off. I tip my hat to Boston for tying up the series, especially that second game. But I guess what really is my biggest decider for liking this is the fact that it's not like all of those goals were scored 5 on 5 many of them weren't and i mean actually boston didn't have a, a an unbelievable power play that game but when you're when you're constantly on the power play even if you don't score it takes away time from the other teams best players being out there you know and you take a look at the the goal scores for boston in that last game if we read it off from from uh, start to finish. Patrice Bergeron, DeBrusque, Marshawn, Pasternak, Marshawn. So besides DeBrusque there, who's the guy you wouldn't expect to score? Who's that guy that you were like, damn, he was like plus 300 to score a goal? Nobody, you know? And, and that's the thing. That's why I like it. One prop that might surprise you, and I've kind of found today, and I've done a pretty good job with these low volume ones. Jordan Stahl has one shot this year, in the series, I'm taking him over one-and-a-half shots on goal tonight, minus 120. That third line will be the difference, I think, for Carolina. And uh, it's not like I'm really following a trendy pick in this one. It's Stall over one-and-a-half shots, and I think the depth will be the difference here in this one.
0: His playoff numbers are very good, by the way, uh, Jordan Stahl. I think the goal scoring – and look, we saw him score in game four uh, on Sunday. That's, and that's his uh, one shot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I think that's one to look at. He's just one of those guys just uh, – an all-around glue guy, and look, he's the captain because so he's got the leadership quotient in the locker and the dressing room as well. Uh, but yeah, he's one of those players that can elevate uh, usually when his team needs him the most. And Jordan Stahl, don't don't be surprised if he makes a little imprint uh, on the game tonight here uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes as well. By the way, we've got one of our favorite betting situations in terms of player props uh, in play tonight. Marty Neath just moving to the country. Going to meet me, Marty Natchez. Marty Natchez uh, is moving up to the second line for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. A little line juggling now from Rod Brindamore after a couple of losses in a row. He'll be playing with Trocheck and Vynan, and Natchez, Natchez has been in the bottom six, you know, for most of this series. So keep an eye on that. Those are good prop situations. He's going to be on that second line, playing with two pretty good players too. With you talk about Trocheck and Vinan. Uh, so look out. That could be a good prop value uh, player tonight for Carolina. Martin Natchez uh, playing on that right wing second line here. Uh, goal score prop, look for points maybe. Uh, that's always the kind of situation that you can look at as positive expectation. No change in the top lines: Svechnikov, Aho, and Jarvis. Rod Brindamore's not changing that line. You know He's going to end up uh, definitely keeping that line together. They've been pretty good. Uh, throughout the series. So like I say, I like Carolina in the over. I'm going to see if I can get better with than minus 150 on the bet cast. And I'm going to see if I can get better than six uh, as far as the total is concerned uh, on the uh, bet cast as well. But I certainly lean in both of those directions here with uh, game five. And of course, I'm locked in already with Carolina to win the series from before it started. So Obviously, we're hoping for good things with the Canes. Sorry, Alex. I know Alex is on the uh, uh, Bruins here, uh, but uh, it's it's cool. It's, I, I like that. We've got a little hey, friendly, they've, little they've made it competitive. Mode. So
1: they yep. made it competitive.
0: They have, and it's anybody's series now, just like it is for this next year. Just like yeah. it is for all of them tonight. I, uh, I want to Tampa- go on
1: record, Ian. I think if the Carolina Hurricanes win, I think they win by margin. and That puck line at 170 is a pretty good number there. Yeah, I might even doesn't. I might even split it and do half and half with the with the. Money line and and puck line.
0: Yeah, I would like to say with many of these games, they've been two goals or more. Uh, for the most part, Florida-Washington was the only exception uh, last night. Uh, other than that, everything else has been these two goal margins or or greater than that. Uh, Tampa Bay-Toronto, another series where we've seen each team pretty much win by margin uh, in every game. We've got Toronto minus 110. Uh, home, uh, it's actually pretty much up. That's minus 130, actually. That's a typo. It's Toronto minus 130 here uh, on home ice. And the total, uh, six and a half, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Uh, look, I'm really not going to deviate much from the way this series has progressed. I expect Toronto's best tonight. You know, at home, uh, I expect them to be extremely strong. Uh, They've been resilient. You know, we saw how they responded after game uh, two of this series. They played a great game three. You know, here's their other next opportunity now. And look, the place, if, if Scotiabank Arena, because this place has been ridiculed and criticized for years at playoff time as being a place filled with suits, place filled with people that just don't make a lot of noise that really don't get their team you know fired up during the game when they need a uh, the crowd to make noise or they're trailing by a goal in a playoff game this scotia bank arena crowd has been criticized for years that they don't bring that energy they don't bring that level of noise i heard a different arena in game one and in game two especially game one i couldn't believe how loud that place was and when you see the camera pan around to all the faces in the building it looks like a younger crowd And it doesn't look like as many suits are in the building anymore. And it's made a legit impact to make this a stronger home ice here for the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in the playoffs. And I expect them to feed off that uh, here tonight. I do like Toronto in the first period a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go for a little minus a half, you know, just for a little bit extra bang for your buck. You'll get a nice plus price on that. That's my one pregame bet. Uh, Toronto at minus 130, I lean that way. But again, let's see if we can maybe get something better than that on the bet cast tonight know take advantage of the fact we've got a bet cast tonight and you don't always have to bet pre-game the prices that are out there you can always look for something better uh, in game and that's probably what I'm going to do here and here's another one six and a half with the total it's it's difficult right now uh, with these uh, to make these cases for unders at the moment other than the Calgary Dallas series where we've seen just consistently uh, that series pretty much go under the total. Uh, So I would lean to that direction as well. But again, with any over at six and a half, especially again with the bet cast tonight, we'll wait to see if we can get maybe a little bit of a better number uh, during the game. I think Ilya Mikheyev is a good prop for the Leafs just because I'd expect him to show up with a big game. David Camp keeps getting chances and keeps finding ways to score goals. If you want to go bargain bin shopping, You could go with David Camp centering that third line, uh, Bunting, Matthews, and Marner still uh, on the uh, top line. It doesn't look like there's any major changes for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning up front. It's still going to be Palat, Stamkos, Kucherov, Kalorn, Point, Sorelli, the top six, with Colton, Paul, and Hagel uh, being the third line. So for me, it would be pretty much uh, Tampa Bay props. I'd, I'd look more toward the third line guys, who I think have been impactful. I think when Hagel, Paul, and Colton have been out on the ice, they've always made something happen. You know, at the at, in this series, so I think if you're looking for value in your player props, you're looking more toward those third line guys for Tampa Bay, not just you know the big guns in that top six group. So it's a great game. I just think I'm gonna I'm gonna state that it's true to form here that the pattern remains in place here, the zigzag back and forth, back and forth we go. And I'll tell you right now, if Toronto wins tonight and goes up three two, you already know who I'm going to be on in Game Six. <laughs> you already know because as far as I'm concerned, Toronto has to win tonight to get this to Game 7 because I'm already assuming they're not winning Game 6. We know Tampa Bay off a loss and Vasilevsky off a loss, that incredible streak. So I think Toronto tonight needs to win this game to play themselves into a Game 7 as far as I'm concerned because I'd be shocked, shocked if they won a Game 6 if they win this game tonight. What do you think, Andrew? Tampa-Toronto.
1: Yeah, Ian, I'm just going to keep it short and simple. I'm going to go with over 6.5 here. You know, there's there's nothing that I've seen in this series that has convinced me that unders belong. You know, we we've, we saw we've seen unders in this series. We've seen it, but it's because it was pure domination on one part and the, the game flow changed. But like I said to you a few moments ago, once we get into these five, six, seven games, we're going to see closer, more back and forth. And I think more of a full effort, the full 60 and not just packing it in. If you're down four or five goals, I haven't seen any, any sevens, um, out there. And I'm kind of surprised by that. I I think that whether it's early or late, I feel like we continue to see goals, you know, Vasilevsky, unbelievable goaltender, Jack Campbell. I think he's great as well. Um, but I think there's just so much talent out there, especially two great power plays that can score and get the job done. I'll say this. I, I really do believe if you're betting this game and you like the Maple Leafs, you should be betting first period and full game. Split bet on both. I think that it is crucial for them to win that first period. Not just tie it, win it. If if they if they can because that is when the crowd Totally matters.
0: agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yep. Yep.
1: That's when the crowd matters the most. Some people will say they matter in the third period, but I disagree. I think the crowd matters the second that, you know, the puck drops in the first 5 to 10 minutes. What happened in Tampa Bay? You know, quick goal, a minute into the game. So uh, that's just a little extra point I wanted to make is that, you know, I'm mad at myself, Ian, for in Tampa Bay, not taking this my own advice. I just took Tampa first period. But if you feel as if they're going to win that, then you probably feel they're going to win the full game is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And again, with the price being offered, plus 160, plus, 160, plus 165 is what you can get with Toronto puck line now in the first period. Uh, And Tampa Bay, we saw that would have cashed easily around the same price uh, in uh, game four. Uh, No doubt about that. So uh, I think that's a good way to go. I expect them to be storming. And uh, the Leaf, legendary Leaf voice, uh, Joe Bowen, uh, who's been at it since 1982, I think, as voice of the Leafs, is on Twitter all day today. Get in your seats for the anthem. Get in your seats for the opening puck drop. Don't get your popcorn. Don't get your hot dog. Don't get your beer. Or if you're going to get it, get it you know way before the game starts. You know, Get in your seats in time for the anthem, in time for the opening faceoff, and be ready to make that difference for your team tonight. Because they need you. They need you to be there when the game's starting. They need you to be loud. He was basically going yeah. on with some tweets about that. So, Well,
1: you know how you hear people say that there's always two sides to a story? Yeah everyone every leaf fan keeps on saying now on twitter like it's not our fault that they have like some of the worst concession stands in the league yeah. and i was like well that's a new one i've never heard that before but they were like yeah if i get him you know if i get in the beer line at six twenty-five, and i'm you know getting out of there at like 650 it's not my fault yeah and I'm, i just honestly i didn't even know what to say i was like fair play i guess like I guess but they need to the hire more staff. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. They
0: certainly have the money to pay, MLSC to pay for more people <laughs> yeah. to work. I mean, that's not the issue. Just they get should more They have people. like
1: dozens of people walking around just selling beer. I know when yeah. I went to the Bell Center, it was sold out. Gila Fleur night, 21,000 people. It took me a minute to go get a beer somewhere. You know, it wasn't hard. They make yep. it that easy for a reason. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's you're right. Uh, Montreal's got a good way of going about it with the, you know, they just, they they move around in between, you know, there's one section, there's another section. They have the steps in between each section as the divider and there's the, you know, the people that are serving concessions, food, beer, whatever. They'll just walk around beer and they'll just, uh, anyone that wants to uh, get it can uh, order it from their seat. So uh, yeah. So I'm on the first period puck line with Toronto. I like them in the full game too, but I'm going to see how this game plays out. Maybe we'll see. Uh, some, because I don't want to jump in with the full game money line right now. And I've already got first period puck line. And what if they're tied or I lose the puck line, they're tied or they're trailing, which by the way, would be a horrible start to the game. If the Leafs somehow are trailing, because then everybody's going to get tense and nervous. Uh, maybe the players will as well. And that way, you know, I don't want to load up now on minus minus one thirty as well. When I've already got the first period puck line where if the first period puck line loses, then I'm going to get a better price on Toronto, you know? at that point during the bet cast and I then we'll bet Toronto maybe at that time. So that's Ian, the approach.
1: I, I don't know of other I've talked about this before and obviously, you know, we've got DraftKings who sponsors us and, and the hockey podcast network. There's a few books that I have that have a question up. Will there be an empty net goal? Funny enough, that bet is plus one twenty five for every game on my sheet. I'd be curious what the numbers. I think you are. You got to sprinkle
0: something on every one of those to the yes. I mean, I it's know. been an insane empty net season so far. Yeah, uh, and now plus you open up the possibility. Now these days, you could have a three goal lead and the the coach is still pulling the goalie. You know, the team uh, for for the team that's down by three. Like yeah. it's not just any more down by one or down by two that the yeah. goalie is being pulled. It's down by three. Hell, with Dean Evison in some games for Minnesota, it's down by four goals. And he's still pulling the goalie. Well, and, and Cooper, some of the some Cooper of the books well. will offer
1: which period will be the highest scoring period.
0: Yep.
1: And then you can just click third period.
0: Yep, that's an option too. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about it more with elimination. There's no elimination games tonight, but uh, to test this with. But uh, elimination games are coming. There's going to be a bunch after tonight, uh, yeah. and we'll be getting in on that again. And by the way, the new over. Remember, it used to be over one and a half in the third period. That's what we always jumped on. Well now, it it, over two and a half in the third period is the new over one and a half because look, they've made the adjustment, and even these over two and a halfs in the third period, they're still great bets. It's not asking a lot. You're not pulling teeth, Andrew, to get three goals in the third period of an elimination game anymore. So the over two and a half, you can don't don't feel bad. Oh, one and a half is juiced. No, to hell with that. Get in on the two and a half. You're still going to have a great chance to cash.
1: Well, and that's the thing, like you, I mean, look at yesterday's game, Ian. I thought about taking the Colorado Avalanche game over the total full game. Didn't really look that good (laughs) until the third period, right? Uh, So, you know, if most people could bet that third period over pregame, I would have just told people that pay me for my picks. Hey, take the third period over. But unfortunately, not every book has that. So I took the, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking a look at the full game over and some of these elimination games and in my head, I'm knowing that that third period's probably going to be the deciding factor if that hits or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, no question about that. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a good point you made right there for sure. Uh, everyone making a big deal of Vasilevsky off a loss. Uh, Jack Campbell's turning into a nice little goaltender off a loss too, uh, as of late. And remember what he did in game three uh, when the Leafs won in Tampa after losing game two. He was fantastic. The save he made on Stamkos in the third period, post to post, robbing him. To preserve that lead preserve that win uh he was phenomenal in that game so we've seen his ability to bounce back and obviously he got pulled in game four only because the team was so horrible horrible that night and they had to give him a rest get shalgren in there uh jack campbell's got the mentality he's got the right frame of mind to be very good after a rough game four so we'll see if he can bring that for the uh, leafs tonight all right Ah, uh, St. Louis and Minnesota. Next up, we've got the uh, Wild minus one hundred and sixty home favorite, six and a half total. You know, Terry Edelman was going to be on the show, but he's working today. He couldn't make it, but uh, I know he'll be watching this tonight with the uh, Blues and the Wild. Uh, man, I don't love minus one hundred and sixty. Uh, like I said, it's unfortunate. These all these sides. Like I don't love minus one hundred and fifty with Carolina. I don't love minus one hundred and thirty with Toronto. I don't love minus one hundred and sixty with Minnesota. But I leaned all those three teams. And I'm not looking to bet the Blues or the Lightning or the Bruins tonight. So it's really a matter of, you know, do we maybe take it in regulation now? Do we pay up at the minus 160? Or because we have the bet cast, do we wait for a live bet? Or do we take Minnesota puck line first period? That's an option. And I think that's my, that might be what I do uh, here. Like I'm already doing it with Toronto. Uh, I think I might do that here with Minnesota as well. Uh, that maybe in the uh, first period they get the lead. And it's the uh, same price, plus 160. You know, in that range with Minnesota, plus 150, plus 160, first period puck line. I think they do come out strong. Let's not forget, Andrew, this Blues Blue line, it's a problem. Like, I know they won in game four in spite of all these defensive injuries. uh, They overcame it uh, and found a way, and they just dug down deep with all the injuries. They had to win that game. They did. Credit to them. But still, there were times they were hanging on uh, for dear life, the Blues, with that lead uh, in the third period. And when you look at the defensive situation here, uh, Nick Letty, Uh, Nick Letty looks like he might play. That's the good news. Looks like he is going to return at least, but you're still without Marco Scandella. Uh, Robert Portuzo looks like uh, actually he's going to play as well. So that's a couple reinforcements that that does help. But Scandella out Tori Krug, the big one still out for the uh, St. Louis Blues as well. So It's tougher to overcome that on the road. Why, Andrew? Because Dean Evison's going to get the line matchups he wants. He's got last line change. He's going to be able, hey, I can pick on that third pair with Kaprizov and his line. Or I can pick on that third pair with uh, the second line, which has been so good, uh, with uh, Goudreau and Boldy. Not so much Fiala. Fiala's, you know, we're waiting for Kevin Fiala to get going. You know, I think at some point it will for him. But you're right. He's kind of had an underwhelming series for Minnesota. But I think tonight could be the night you get a little bit of an offensive explosion for him. So I'm going to go with the Minnesota first-period puck line, just like I did uh, with the uh, Tampa-Toronto game. And I actually don't mind in the, the three games that we're talking about here, maybe not so much the L.A. game, but I've been really cashing in on these first-period both teams to score. I took three of them last night, except Dallas-Calgary, Andrew, 3-0. and Florida-Washington over for, uh, both teams to score first-period, Rangers-Penguins, and also uh, Colorado-Nashville. Uh, I, I think I'm going to sprinkle on that again tonight, in the, at least in the first three games—Boston, Carolina, Tampa, Toronto—in this game, because I think with such importance here, you're going to see both teams with an aggressive approach. So, first period puck line Minnesota. For, for first period, both teams to score. And lean to the over in the full game, and then we'll see what we can find for the bet cat, on the betcast tonight in terms of some live value. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew Blues Wild?
1: Ian, you know, I'm just going to pass here. Uh, I don't really have many opinions. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, I'm curious to see if uh, the zigzag um, hits the pause button in this one. But uh, I have blues in the series. Yeah. And do, uh, yeah. this one will kind of be uh, you know, a big one as far as that one, especially if they can steal one on the road. So actually, I have a slight lean to the under. Uh, that's all I can really give. But it's just been so damn hard to bet an under in the NHL playoffs right now. But that's kind of where I would go if I was to bet this game.
0: Yeah, except for a couple Florida-Washington bad beat uh, to the over. Oh, don't remind uh, me, please. Then, yeah, don't remind those me. two that were 5-1 <laughs> and 4-2, oh, my goodness. Uh, and those and were, then the five, worst I really,
1: Guardian, I didn't take the next one, and it went over.
0: Yeah, because of a last-minute goal that made it 6-1, I remember, for uh, Washington yeah. on uh, Saturday uh, afternoon. Yeah, I stuck to my guns, but I even all admit I was fortunate. You know, that probably should have stayed under. Uh, that game Florida Washington but other than that series in Dallas Calgary you know every, like the every other series has been an over Palooza in every other first round series besides those two uh, for the most part so that's why it is difficult even though you're seeing a six and a half difficult to bet it under with Blues Wild as well all right final game tonight of this Tuesday card LA Kings Edmonton Oilers we've got Edmonton minus 210 uh, home favorites here six and a half the total uh, in this game uh, I hate to be repetitive but it's I think the Oilers do win. Uh, this price I can't get into, uh, obviously, minus 210. It's just too big, in my opinion, here uh, to back Edmonton uh, at that number. This is probably a first period, again, that I lean to with the minus a half uh, on the puck line here with the Oilers, which you can get, at, once again, at a pretty solid price. Not as much here, plus 130 uh, with the first period puck line because they are a bigger favorite. But no, I'd expect back home that they come out strong, have a good chance to uh, take the series lead here. Uh, look, give Jonathan Quick credit uh, as well. What he did in Game 4 was fantastic. Uh, it would, he, needed, he needed a response. The whole team needed a response. Todd McClellan was livid after Game 3 when they got blown out 8-2 to two at Crypto Arena there in L.A., and the Kings responded. you got to give them credit for it. We wondered if this young group was going to be able to pull up the bootstraps, save face after just two debacles in a row. You know, they lose... to on the scoreboard to the Edmonton Oilers in Game 2 and in Game 3 combined. Uh, And to see them have that resilience and that resolve and that character to bounce back. 31 save shutout from uh, Jonathan Quick, uh, which was great to see. Uh, Todd McClellan pushing the right buttons with the lineup. He puts Troy Stetcher in on the blue line. The guy scores a goal. I mean, talk about your uh, lineup adjustments working uh, for Todd McClellan. Uh, They certainly did in that game for the uh, L.A. King's 4-0 shutout win. Now it's probably Edmonton's turn. Shutout loss on the road to bounce back, but you got to get creative. I'm not laying minus 210. Hell, I don't even love the regulation price either. Uh, I'll probably go with the first period puck line just like I am with Minnesota and Toronto uh, and then just uh, maybe look live uh, in terms of what to uh, look for uh, after the opening period if we're able to cash that Oilers uh, first period puck line. As far as props go, uh, I'm going to stick, you know, I'm going to be boring, stick with the same props. I mean, for me, it's Trevor Moore for the L.A. Kings. He's been spectacular uh, in this series. Not boring if you're cashing,
1: Ian. Not boring if you're cashing.
0: No, exactly. Keep riding it with him. Uh, he's been fantastic in this series. And for Edmonton, I'm going to just keep banking on at Vander Kane, keep banking on Kyler Yamamoto, Zach Hyman. Those three, not, not that Connor and Leon won't be have a big night tonight, and I'm looking for some of those other guys and a little more value in my props. And I'm looking at Hyman. I'm looking at Kane, Yamamoto. And I'm still going to say, even though it hasn't happened yet, Warren is going to score a goal in this series. He's <laughs> done it before for Carolina. He's, he's, And he's had chances. He hit a post, I think, either the last game or the game before that. Warren Fogel, I think, will find the back of the net for the Oilers at some point. Andrew, what do you like here, Kings Oilers?
1: I want to go ahead and take the first period over. And I, I think, you know, you, you can take two if you'd like, of course, to get that better number. Um, but I, I just, we you know, hats off to Smith as well. Everyone's talking about quick, but Smith played well too uh, in, in some games and in, in some scenarios. And, and they bailed out his team in certain spots. And I just think after what I saw in that last game, we, we see a Kings team that is so good at protecting a lead when they have it. So I expect Edmonton to just, instead of coming out safe, they're going to go full throttle. From start to finish. That's really what I believe. I think they're going to go, you know, first five to ten minutes of that game is going to be shots on net galore. And whether or not they're quality or not, we'll find that out. But I think the first period will actually be the highest scoring period of the game. Um, And I think that we're going to see both teams get involved. So two talented goaltenders here. I can't believe I'm even saying that about Mike Smith right now. But he's playing okay this series. I think that we can still get over in the first period, and that's the only way I'm really looking so far. I do think Edmonton responds. Don't love the money line price. Don't even love the puck line price. I'll just expect some goals early on here.
0: All right, over 1.5. It's funny, Andrew likes over and 1.5 in this game, and this is the one game I'm a little bit hesitant to pull the trigger on the both teams to score in the first period. And you know what? I could see 2 nothing Edmonton, yeah. quite honestly. And that's so that I understand the over one and a half, both goals could come from Edmonton, you know, in a spot like this where you would think the Oilers are really going to come out storming and maybe they put the clamps down on the Kings and Mike Smith's trying to bounce back off a loss. Although that really wasn't on him too much. Uh, It was just, you know, LA manned up. They played one hell of a game, you know, they did. And uh, now you'd think Edmonton especially early will play good. So I could see two nothing. That's why the over one and a half first period could hit even if, you know, both teams to score first period does not uh, in this game. So, uh, that's the way I'm approaching it. And just to remind you, yes, I am on the first period, both teams. to. I'll post it on Twitter. Cause I did last night before the game started. I mentioned I'm on the both teams to score first period at a plus price in the, uh, Rangers Penguins game, the Florida Washington game, and also the Nashville Colorado game. And we went three and Oh, I am going to be on the first period, both teams to score for Boston, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and St. Louis, Minnesota. Uh, tonight we definitely will be at plus price i mean you can get you can get as high as plus 150 60 with the both teams to score first period in some of these books so so it's really good value, and we're seeing teams aggressive early and it's not asking a lot these days with all the penalties as well <laughs> to get a 1-1 score at some point uh, in the first period so yeah uh, it's been something that's been working we'll see if it does once again tonight uh, in this uh, tuesday night slate uh, great stuff andrew great uh, discussion. Fun. Uh, analysis here this uh, Tuesday slate, and we're not done yet. We've got the BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. This will be a fun BetCast. Like I said, there's all of these games are critical in this series, in these four series, game five, series tied 2-2, the swing game in each of these series. So we're looking forward to the BetCast tonight. Remember, uh, send me a DM if you want to join us on the BetCast, and I'll make sure uh, I send you a link to join us tonight uh, on the uh, BetCast. And am I seeing things, or is that actually in our chat right now Jarek rubel my goodness this is someone that was with us i think early this year certainly a lot last year and man we have not seen this guy in our chat for months i was wondering if you were still alive my friend seriously Jarek rubel welcome back my friend good to see you in the chat hope you've been doing well um that's awesome great to have, it's great to see you back in the chat Jarek Rubel, Andrew. This is a guy that was uh, on the show with us last year and was on some of our BetCast last year, I remember, and a special guest a couple of times. So wonder where the hell he went. Talk about can't find you with a telescope. Yeah, that (laughs) was was basically Jarek Rubel for the ice guys. Couldn't find you with a telescope. But, uh, yeah, life's been happening. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, we are
1: on, like, in the very middle of the day. So it's hard to. You know, maybe maybe some people I'd be curious to see as far as the ice guys viewership goes, how many people are watch archive versus live, you know, yep. every, yeah, because, you know, exactly. we people have lives and middle of the day is tough.
0: No, it is. I mean, we usually get on average and you can we, I see the number right now, I think anywhere from one hundred fifty to two hundred live viewers. But then we get, I think by the end of the day, like some of these videos have 15, 1600 views. Right. You know, so it just, they pile on after the show ends uh, archived. So uh, there's no question about that. And by the way, keep on spread the word about the Ice Guys. The YouTube channel subscription numbers just keep on going up. We're going to hit 2.5K very soon, like in the coming days. We're going to get to the point where we, we can think 3K, 4K, 5K, and really continue to grow this thing. And it's been great to see, you know, just the numbers. Uh, for the uh, subscriptions to the YouTube channel for the ice guys. So keep it up guys. We appreciate it. Tell everyone, you know, that's a hockey fan interested in betting uh, about the show. We're here seven days a week. So uh, definitely. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, And also DraftKings Sportsbook, Uh, great partners here the uh, THPN, the Ice Guys, all that. reminder, new customers bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team get $150 in free bets if they win that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 years of age or older must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state Uh, new customers only see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER download the DraftKings app sign up for an account uh, use the promo code uh, THPN Uh, yeah you know what's funny about all the teams MDR24 in the chat says I like Oilers team total over I certainly lean team total over with all four teams that I like to win tonight. Carolina, Toronto, Minnesota, and Edmonton. Uh, And they're all, I believe, three and a half. So there's no four and a half, not a one. Uh, They're all three and a half, a reasonable number. So I think that's worth a look of some kind. I agree, Uh, especially if you're on my side of the fence here. You think those are the four teams that are going to be victorious tonight. Uh, here uh, in NHL action. Yeah. Jarek, don't worry about it. Jarek saying in the chat, it's been kind of shitty, the NHL this year for me, it was, a, I had a horrible October. It t- terrible. Uh, and, uh, you know, battled through it and it's ended up being a great season. I think it's kind of mirrors the same season Andrew's had as well. Tough start, but boy, overall, uh, lots to like.
1: Yeah. This has been the best season I've ever had. And uh, I think a lot of it's just learning as you go. You know, yeah. I think that, uh, every season's different and that's what's cool about what we do you know we, we don't just talk about sports we have to analyze how each team performs and you know as far as the odds go as well so yeah it's a marathon um and it's fun so
0: yep. just like
1: Jarek said you know being responsible and 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 being smart with your money um we all have things that we're working towards um uh, you know I, I, everyone bets different and and all that kind of stuff so uh um, yeah it's it's when it comes down to it we are all still gambling i think it's important that we don't hide the fact that that we we're trying to you know responsibly have educated guesses and predictions but when it comes down to it it is gambling um so just make sure that uh when you're betting um don't bet anything you can't afford to lose
0: yeah exactly right uh thank you bob yeah i mean uh uh, it's just silly. Uh, I silly after the fact. He say it's easy to say it after the fact, but I also had Oilers team total over on Sunday in Game Four. But I did really like the Kings first period in that game. I said, you know what, they they are a team that we've seen them. We've seen them show some spine. We've seen them show some guts this year. And I figured after that debacle in Game Three, McClellan called them out. They would be better early in Game Four, and they certainly were. So I was happy to cash the Kings first period Game Four on Sunday. But at the same time, I've frustrated that i also trusted the oilers to come back and win and i also like the Oilers team total but no first period over uh, with the kings was a good call uh, I appreciate the uh, kind words there all right that's a wrap we got best bets to wrap up the show but remember betcast we're back in four hours tonight with that at 7 p.m eastern best bets for this tuesday card uh, andrew we'll start with you what do you like for best bet
1: give me carolina i'm taking them on the puck line not reg not money long give me the puck line there you can get upwards of plus 170 Uh, Five on five, this team, I think, matches up perfect against the Boston Bruins. When we were in Boston, or they were in Boston, we saw a lot of penalty kills, a lot of power plays. And I'm not saying the story can be the same as far as that goes, but what I saw from the Bruins were just the top guys performing. I didn't see any depth guys stepping up, and that's why I'm not really worried. This uh, series goes back to Carolina tonight, and I feel like they get the job done.
0: All right, and he's going to go for the extra value. Carolina Hurricanes, uh, minus one and a half, round even money uh with the or actually more than that that's uh the puck line is uh plus one fifty five plus one uh plus uh, you know plus one seventy five that's what uh, I said. yeah I got seventy run. yeah yep. yeah yep. plus I mean, one yep it is plus one seventy five uh Carolina Hurricanes puck line minus one and a half for Andrew with his uh best bet. Uh, my best bet is gonna be um I'm gonna go with the uh I'm gonna go with Toronto first period. I mean uh, minus a half plus one sixty sixty five even in some uh spots You know, it's just been one of those series where we have really seen, and not just the team that lost the previous game bouncing back in the next game, but the team that lost the previous game coming out really strong in the first period, like really strong. Tampa did in game two. Toronto did in game three. Tampa did in game four. I think that's Toronto's turn tonight. Great value. Just to have the lead after the first period, minus a half, plus 165. Toronto Maple Leafs for me. Uh, for best bet on this Tuesday uh, NHL card. And of course, we got plenty. Uh, I'll be getting involved a lot with the BetCast tonight with live bets because with a lot of these teams I like, I'm going to see if I can get a better price during the BetCast. So make sure you join us. We're back tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live BetCast for the Ice Guys, Stanley Cup playoffs edition uh, right here. Again, DM me if you want to. A link to the betcast, and we'll make sure we get you on uh, during the betcast tonight. Uh, a reminder the Ice Guys Pod uh, is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys Podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys Podcast when you can't watch the show live. Andrew Goss on the show tomorrow, Derek Roy on Thursday. Uh, who have we got Friday? Ray Bryce on Friday. Daryl Bootland on sun- Saturday. Uh, it just goes on and on with the guests. Perry DeRiso on Sunday. Uh, next week and beyond, we're going to have Carl Alsner. We're going to have Grant Arnold on. We're going to have Brett McLean on again. It uh, goes on and on and on with the uh, guests. Plenty more still to come. Casey Nelson's going to join us down the road, former Buffalo Sabre. I mean, tons of guests. Still on the way here for our Stanley Cup playoff shows. So uh, looking forward to that. I got
1: to ask you, how was it with uh, with Fournier? Did you let him know that I was a big fan?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, I know. As you're a Halifax guy. I pointed that out. Uh, he was thumping his chest saying the Mooseheads were the best team of all time, CHL. <laughs> uh, and then I said, well, hold on now. The London Knights are going to say something about that from the 2000s and Jerome McGinley's Kamloops Blazers from the 90s. They're in the discussion, though. Like I said, I, I'll agree. I said to Steph, Stefan, like, I agree with you there you're in the mix it was crazy
1: it was an unbelievable team to watch i mean yes i've never seen it and and in the qmjhl halifax has one of the bigger arenas because we don't have a pro team yep i've never seen a building get sold out for so many blowouts like (laughs) you know you're showing up to see a game where the mooseheads are going to win like nine two but it was still a sold out arena uh yeah it was incredible I, i i tuned in for like a couple minutes of that while i was out i think and i i I thought I heard him talking about Martin Ferk, and I was happy to hear him mention yes. him because he was a crucial part of that team. And yep. even though he didn't make it the big jump to the NHL, he's done well in the minors and and, and playing for the pros a little and bit. And he's gotten
0: a glimpse of, or two with the Kings. With yeah, the big. Club. But he yep. was a
1: big part of that team too. So that's the thing. Yep. You look at that that team, but uh, yeah, it's cool. You know, Fournier was the guy. He played in the top line. He played with McKinnon actually a lot of, a lot of the, in a lot of the games.
0: Yep. No, he was he was a B, and he was one of the leaders. I think he uh, a captain if I'm not mistaken. California uh, yeah. was co-captain. Yeah, so definitely one of the leaders of that group. Uh, by the way, I, he is I believe going to join us again later in the playoffs, uh, Stephen yeah. Fournier. So we will have him on a second time. Uh, there are a couple of the I guess we've had they'll be joining us a second time. So Uh, That'll be uh, good as well uh, later in the uh, playoffs. But uh, that's a wrap. We'll see you for the BetCast tonight. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you at 7 p.m. Eastern. Ice Guys Live BetCast uh, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.